Is that Napoleon Dynamite? Always and I don't know. forever. Kip sings it, I think, or something like that. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it was pulled out of the recesses of my brain. Ooh. Recess, that's a good show. Welcome to Layers of Film, the show where mediocre people discuss masterful films the first Monday of each month. I am your host, Austin Killian, joined by my co-host and walkie-talkie partner, uh, slash friend, Big T. <laughs> Big T, how are you doing? Slash friend. <laughs> I forgot to... I'm offended that that was like the part you didn't remember. <laughs> well, I just... It didn't make any sense. I wrote... I forgot to take that out when I said walkie-talkie partner, and uh, so I, it threw me off. Anyway, how are you doing? Feeling mediocre, oh. so doing great. Yeah, that's good. We're yeah, we're we're sticking to what we're supposed to be. We settle for mediocre. Yeah, I mean everyone's really mediocre, you know. Not everyone. You know what I've realized? Like what over like the past year and stuff? You know how like women can be like, oh, men are the worst, and blah blah blah, and then you know. Like, everyone has, like, we're just all the worst, is what I've realized. Like, everyone just kind of yeah, sucks. men are trash. Men are trash. Women are, oh. women are trash. Okay? Yeah, I mean. Babies are trash. Humans, <laughs> just kidding. Babies are straight trash. I'm just kidding. Well, they could. No, I'm not going to make that joke. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, we all got a lot of work to do on ourselves. And that's just the way it goes sometimes. But sometimes humanity is great. It can be. I saw yeah. I saw a video um, on TikTok. Uh, there was like this concert or rave or something. I don't know, but this guy just got in the middle of the crowd and just plopped down and started doing like a rowboat motion. Have you seen this? <laughs> it's the best. This is what gives me hope for humanity because it's so stupid. But then just all these other people just start lining up behind him and getting behind him like they're in one huge rowboat and they're all. <laughs> And what's that actual sport called? Rowing? Yeah, rowing. rowing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, rowing. And they're just all rowing together, synchronized. And it just gets bigger and bigger, like, like 10, 20, 30, 40. Like, it just keeps going. Like, everyone just joins in. And the guy, the original guy in the middle is just, like, looking around like, whoa, I did not expect this to happen. But he just keeps going. That's funny. It's the best. Anyway, it made me happy to see something like that happen. It's always nice. When people are fun and silly and goofy together. It was wholesome. You know? It was wholesome. Yeah. You know? It could have been a riot. My wife and I were... <laughs> but it was rowing. We were just talking about the power of play. Because my my work just did um, like an all-hands meeting where all of the people on your team get together. Yeah. And we did like very like high school-y team building ex exercises you know it's like you have to like use chopsticks to pull beads out of one cup and put them in another or like you have to do yeah. you know stack plastic cups with like string and a rubber band or whatever yeah. and then afterwards we got like a spiel about like teamwork can move mountains and stuff and i was just like you know what it's like just the activities are fun like you don't always have to make it like this big profound sentiment yeah. like Sometimes it's just nice to get together with people, like talk, just hang out, chill, you know, have a happy hour. Not too bad. It's, it's yeah. Do you guys uh, call your meetings, your all hands meetings, the Happy Hands Club? Uh, yeah, we do actually. Do you really though? Yeah, I'll get no. out of here. Yeah, dang it. <laughs> I saw that small smirk for a second. I'm like, dang it, he's lying. That's I'm pretty sure that's also the Napoleon Dynamite. That is an appointment yeah, yeah, okay. reference, which is funny because I was actually thinking about that during this all hands because 
we had some psychologists come in and talk to us about like mm-hmm. the power of trust. Yeah. And they did like sketches oh. where they would like act out how to communicate with people to like build trust. <laughs> and I was like, this is giving happy hands vibes. <laughs> like the people that are doing the performance are like super into it. And everyone in the audience is like, this is really embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, dude. The content was interesting, but I was just like, can we tone this down? We're all adults here. <laughs> no, 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 no. You gotta, you gotta pretend like you're as young as possible for as long as possible until you're getting into like real relationships because you gotta stick to adults with that one. Um, yeah. See, that's a public service announcement for you. Hey, let's talk about pedophilia is bad. Yes, correct. That's what I was getting at. Hey, uh, wait. What's the director of? So we, I was said that I wanted to talk this before talk about this before we started recording. But what's the director of all those TV shows that we were talking about for a second? Uh, Mike Flanagan. Mike Flanagan. So I believe so. You had previously only watched, I think, Haunting of Hill House, correct? <laughs> Uh, as of like September, yeah, I think so. And then you just binged all the rest of it, like <laughs> <laughs> I just powered through sweet all the other series. To be fair, there's like 30 episodes in total, so yeah, no, 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 that's that's not too crazy, right? I mean, it is, but it's no, not. especially because it was spooky season. Yeah, that's sweet. Okay, yeah. So I had yeah I had watched all of those previously. Finished House of House of Usher, which just come out came out this year. Man, I'm going to have a hard time getting through everything that I want to say because I'm just tripping over my words. But you watched all of it. How do you, what's Correct. what's your, actually, yeah, that's what I want to know. What's your ranking of all of them? Where do they all fall? You have to subscribe to my Patreon to know that. Um, okay, so I watched Haunting of Hill House, Bly Manor, yeah. um, House of Usher, and Midnight Mass. In that within, order? Well, no, not in that order. Oh. No, I kind of watched them all. Con- I watched Bly Manor, House of Usher, and Midnight Mass kind of consecutively. Oh, you're just like um, hopping around from show to show. Well, we we watched we watched um, House of Usher, and then right after that, we watched Midnight Mass, and then I was watching oh, Bly Manor yeah, yeah. separately. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so number one is Midnight Mass for sure. Really? Like that's like yeah. my least favorite one. That's crazy. Oh man, I loved Midnight Mass. Yeah. I feel like um like the religious trauma elements were very um that makes, cathartic that for makes me. Sense. Yeah. And <laughs> I really um I like I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but I loved the ending. Um, yeah, I'm sure. of it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just I, I feel like I could write a dissertation on Midnight Mass for so many different <laughs> reasons. Yeah. Plus, I'm I've told you this before, but I'm a big fan of like people are trapped somewhere and something bad is happening and they can't escape and they have to figure it out. You know. Yeah. So it's like all these people trapped on an island yeah. with this bad shit happening. Yes. So I'm a big fan of that sort of like uh, subgenre of horror. That's cool. Um, after that would be House of Usher. Okay. Um, I loved how they integrated Poe stories into it. I thought that the, um. Acting was really good, and I loved the cuts between, like, the past and the present and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then Haunting of Hill House, and then Bly Manor. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I actually wasn't a big fan of Bly Manor. Really? Which is funny, because when we talked, you were like, I thought that like you one of your loved favorites, it. right? Yeah. Here's the thing. I really, I liked the story of Bly Manor. I felt like it was too long. Like, mm, okay. there, it's like... The narratives span too many episodes. Sure. Like, you kind of get the gist of, like, okay, these people are dead. 
and you don't really learn anything about the lake lady until like the second to last episode. Yeah, sure. But I just, I felt like if it was, had been shorter, like five episodes or six episodes, I feel like it would have been a lot better, but I just feel like it was too slow of a burn for me, but I really do like the concept behind it. And I love haunted house stuff, like creepy children. And yeah, I remember, I think the biggest disappointment for that one for me was, um, you know how like in haunting of Hill house, they, you know, like that, I don't want to say it exactly, but you know, like that, that jump scare that they continuously give you, you know what I'm talking about? And like, that one's like terrifying to me, right? That's a pretty haunting image. But then the, the jump scare, the continuous jump scare that they introduce in Bly Manor to me is just a little cheesy. You know what I'm talking about with the, the lights? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's a little like, okay, like you just try to introduce the same thing. And I feel like the jump scare and I feel like the jump scare in that one with the the lights is it happens too much. It's like, okay, I get it. She's like being haunted yeah. by this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it happens so much, like and it takes forever to get to that story, you know? I'm like, I could have used yeah. this story like two or three episodes ago. Yeah, I could see that. I just yeah, for me it was a lot of it was just like, wow, what a beautiful love story. Also. But the okay, so what did you think of the lake lady though? Wait, a beautiful love story between who? What are you like mean? Well, I mean, there's multiple love stories. I'm um, assuming you're talking about one. like the the well, the main one that only really unfolds like the last three yeah, episodes. Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I nice. like that part. I thought it was very well um, summed up and pretty like kind of heartbreaking at the end. It's like, oh, for sure. I also loved the scene the the scene in the attic with the chest of clothes dresses. Like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Loved yeah. that. Loved that. Like, it's not really a jump scare, but loved it. The lake lady, I though. It was so cool. Was that as terrifying for you I, as it was for me? <laughs> it's not terrifying, <laughs> but I love the scene when she comes out of the shadows, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. I thought that was so sick. Dude. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. I had a hard time sleeping for like a whole month after that. That was, That's so that funny. got me, dude. But for me, my personal ranking would probably be Hill House number one. I just think it's awesome. And especially like that one long shot in the funeral home of like, yeah, that's like three shots. It's amazing. Like the whole episode. Yeah, it was crazy. I loved it. Yeah. Um, very impressive. A lot of really scary moments too. I like not necessarily a ton of jump scares, although there's a decent amount of them, but I just remember thinking like, whoa, dude, like this is like the basement scene. Oh, anyway. Um, so that would be number one. Number two would probably be house of usher. And then Blind Manor and then Midnight Mass. The only thing is it's like Midnight Mass, I think could have, the concept is probably my favorite. I think I love the concept mm-hmm. the most. Um, but just the execution, there's just so many monologues that just keep going on and on. And it's like, ugh, okay, dude. I agree. <laughs> I feel like there are a lot of monologues, but I feel like it's intentional. Because it's supposed to feel like you're being sermonized at. Uh, yeah, sure. But like even from... Um, like the female leads character, like that one monologue from her, like on the couch, I was just like, oh, yeah. all right, dude, like no one talks like this, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. I think that the yeah. the monologues, it's, it's very monologue heavy, but I just, yeah. I love the concept. Oh, yeah. Sure. The concept is my favorite. Oh, man. Yeah. It's just slightly could have been, I, I think it could have been executed just a little bit better. And then also yeah, I agree. the aging or the, 
yeah, the aging like the stuff. It's pretty. You have to suspend your disbelief. Yeah. Like you can immediately yeah, recognize sure. like that's not. All of these old people are not old people. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. But, I do love that idea though. Then like, because it's really subtle. Yeah, yeah. Like you're not. You know, it's not overtly stated. So I really did like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Anyway, also yeah. I wanted to say that I watched, um, Claws and Effect. I watched it. I forgot to text it. I took a picture with you in the credits. I was like, oh, big tease in the credits or something, you know, that's, and he didn't make, you know, like it wasn't one of our digital camera old things. <laughs> On your VHS tapes. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty neat. Um, yeah. Pretty cool, dude. Hey, the set was the set was nice. I you did a lot of work on that, right? Yeah, I was actually invited back to be to work on another project with them. Yeah, um, and the the woman in charge of set design specifically reached out to me and was like, "Oh, you had a really good eye for this. I think it'd be really great if you could join us." But I'm going to be out of town that oh, weekend. But that sucks. I was like, I we I did, kill you, <laughs> so I did a great job. No, that was pretty cool. I was I mean I was sold that it was Christmas time. It was so warm. Cinematography was good. good. Acting could have been better. That's fine though. <laughs> yeah, look, I had no control over anything. Yeah. I didn't write the script. I didn't hire yeah. the actors. I didn't. The script was a little all I did ridiculous was to make me. this setting. Yeah. Hey, but and to be fair, the script was written. It's like seventy-two hours. Yeah, so you, you have like yeah, and I think they finished at like two in the morning. Oof. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that would have been but, a lot of work. Yeah. Super cool experiment, though. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's a cool yeah, or exercise. Yeah, it's fun stuff to do, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's just fun to, like, get together with people and create stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, really cool. Hopefully, yeah, let me know when you do another one. It would be cool to see what else you guys do. I'll keep you posted. Yeah, it's, I'm going to be working on the new Avengers. Yeah. Hollywood called me up. More like, oh, you're so good at set design. Yeah, let me know if that ever happens. <laughs> I don't even know if you want no. to be a part of Marvel anymore. I would never work for Avengers. Yeah, well, yeah, Disney and all that stuff. But um, especially, dude, yeah, I don't, Marvel is just garbage right now. I don't know what's going on. Although I, I'm going to see the Marvel. They've been garbage for a while. Yeah, it's a bummer. Um, I told you about how they hid, like, grenades and stuff and guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the oh, set, yeah, I right? should have looked yeah. for that. I wasn't even thinking about it. I still have it. I mean, I could look it up right now. I'll look it up. Should have looked it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. do that. That's right. Mm -hmm. It's like in yeah, it's like wrapped yeah, yeah, yeah. up and stuff, right? Uh, there's like a grenade hidden on the mantle in the back. You can't oh, really okay. see it because it's kind of blurred out. <laughs> and then there's a gun that's wrapped, but you can tell that it's a gun under the tree. But yeah. I don't know if that made it in the final. I can't. I don't think it made it in the final cut. Okay. But gotcha. Yeah, it's pretty funny. That's awesome. There's also like a big rifle in the corner that you can see like the tip of it <laughs> really? at one point. Yeah, but anyway, that's great. Well, cool. I don't know. Yeah. Um, speaking of rifles. <laughs> speaking of rifles, there are rifles to be had in the movie that we are covering for this month, Die Hard. But before we get into the discussion, let's get through some housekeeping first. Uh, first off, uh, if if you if you would like, it would be greatly appreciated. You could rate and review the show on whatever podcast service you're using. It helps with discovery and gets the word out, gets those uh, listenership up. Uh, if you haven't seen the film, be aware that we will be diving right into spoilers, sometimes right from the beginning of the discussion, so continue at your own risk. Make sure to listen until the end of the show where we will reveal next month's film, and you can write into layersoffilmpod at gmail.com to be part of the discussion. Now, Big T, are you ready with our fun little segment of the show? I am ready with our fun little segment. 
nice. Are you ready for our fun little segment? I can be. Okay, <laughs> let's get into it. Let's do it. Hollywood, you rather? Okay, Austin. Hollywood, you rather be at a Christmas party that gets taken over by terrorists? Yes. Or be on a ship taken over by pirates? Is that Captain Phillips or something? It is, although it could literally be like any it could be a lot movie, of, but yeah, that's true. Yes. I've never seen that one. It is Captain Phillips. Um, and that was on my mind recently because I actually just learned recently that the Somali pirate thing happened. Well, you know, like I feel like the movie makes it look like they're these like bad guys who want to make money and take hostages, yeah. which they may have been. But I learned recently that the Somali pirate thing happened because um, giant corporations were overfishing in the Somali oceans and ruining the local economy and the wildlife there and so the somali pirates banded together to protect their coastline and their economy and then it sort of turned into a hostage situation okay (laughs) so it kind of went to darker territories but that's okay (laughs) yeah but they were just trying to protect their little section of the coast and then i did not know that as always Money and greed comes into it, but I learned that this week. My mom has been telling me to watch that movie for ages, and I still haven't watched it. <laughs> but I've heard That's it's funny. good, and that dude won an Oscar, I think, right? First ever acting job, uh, and he won an have, Oscar, I think. Or he got nominated. I have no idea. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. No idea. Um, Which one would you rather I'd be? I'd choose the pirate thing, because I feel like my odds of survival are slightly higher. Because terrorists, I feel like you're probably not going to survive. Um, in my head, you're probably not going to survive. Pirates. And then you're also out in the water. It could be fun. <laughs> Getting thrown <laughs> overboard. That could be cool. Uh, For sure. Yeah, what would you choose? Um. Yeah, maybe pirates because they are, like, taking hostages. They're not wanting to, like, kill everyone. Yeah. yeah. So. You get all your stuff Although, to stolen. be fair, like, in Die Hard, a lot of people just, like, survive, so. The only thing about the Die Hard situation is you're probably not going to get your stuff taken. You might die, but they, yeah, it's they're taken stuff. from Who the cares? company. So if you do survive, whatever, you're just a little scarred for life. You just get fired or, for not protecting company assets. Or that. Yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think we both agree. Let's go pirates. Nice. Um, Holly, would you rather... Jump off of a building with nothing but a fire hose tied around your waist, yeah. or jump from a plane without a parachute and have to grab onto another skydiver in order to not die. I don't think I've seen this. Is it a um, Mission Impossible movie that does this? It is not. Oh. What is it? Point Break. Yeah, I've never seen that. Is that that's an old one, yeah, right? That's got, Keanu Reeves. Yeah, or? it's got Keanu Reeves in it. Okay. It has um Oh my god, I'm blinking on the other actor. Patrick Swayze. I want to say yeah, Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wanted to say Sylvester Stallone, but I was like, that's not it. I don't know who my could have easily been him. I don't know. Yeah. Which one? No. Yeah, no. Ah. We'll go with the fire hose, I think. I, f- I mean, what if you miss? <laughs> what if you miss and then yeah. he's like, he thinks that you've grabbed onto him, so he pulls the chute, and then he, but you're still going, and there's no chance. Yeah. Can't catch up. Here is my dilemma. I feel like in reality, the fire hose would not either immediately break, oh. like it would not support your weight, 
or it, it would like if you it would like tied it too hard it would like cut you in half or like break your spine that could be cool though from like the impact that'd be terrible could... but the skydiving <laughs> i feel like if you're holding on to someone with your arms and they activate the parachute that gravitational pull yeah. i don't think you're going to be able There's to no hold way. on to it no i feel like you would just get launched there's no way so um i think i would choose skydiving just because it would be a cooler way to die maybe i think the hose would be a cooler way to die <laughs> if you get your ripped broken in spine half, if you get ripped in half though and then you're just like no i mean cooler like at least you get a good view here's what here's what happens you tie it around her waist right it rips you in half great you lose half of your body weight, making it easier for you to grab onto something because you don't have so much weight to pull that that'll pull you down. So your chances of survival, yeah, is maybe that's true, is maybe greater. You should be a scientist. That sounds really scientifically accurate. I am actually a scientist. Yeah, I could have fooled me. I measure stuff for pancakes and whatever all the time. Scientists just measure. That's totally things. what a scientist is. Yeah, someone who measures things. I yeah, know. yeah. Yep, yep. Yep. Well, we're in a disagreement, but that's fine. Um, okay, the last one. Holly, would you rather shoot and kill a child while you're a cop? Oh, or jeez, dude. <laughs> what the? <laughs> <laughs> or kill a woman while you're drunk driving? And. Yeah, I can give you more clues for that one if you need me to. Kill a woman while you're... Is that a TV show or a movie? It's a TV show. Is it Full House? (laughs) (laughs) It's so dark. It is, though. No, it's not Full House. Oh, it's not. Because that's how the whole thing starts. The mom is killed by a drunk driver. Um, I mean, you're talking about uh, uh, Midnight Mass for sure, then, at that point. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course I am. I know. It would have been funnier, though, if it was Full House. But Yeah, that's dark. Um, but you don't see that on screen, really. You don't see her get, like, dead in the street, you know? Jeez, dude. Why are you making these the choices? You've killed someone in either one. Oh, man. Oh, as a cop. Okay. You just get a slap on the wrist as a cop, apparently. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, pay, paid leave. So, apparently... Um, and a promotion as but i feel like i wouldn't be able to live with it so the drunk driving no that's really irresponsible it sounds like more of an accident when it's up when it's the cops thing ah dude you're killing me both are terrible (laughs) you're you're killing someone i'm you're the worst (laughs) ah ah i wouldn't be able to live with myself either way i mean i would live but it would be really hard dude (laughs) Um, you can abstain if you want to, but that's not fun. Let's do the second one. Let's do the drunk driving one because it might lead to the rest of the events of the show, which would be fun to experience. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. That's true. I would choose the drunk driving one too, because, um, I wouldn't want to be a police officer. Yeah. That'd be hard work for sure. I wanted yeah, to that's be a why I don't want to be a cop, but oh. there you go. All right. Holly, would you rather? Hey, I got two out of three. You you get three out of three. You can... Oh, oh I, no, I see No, as far saying. as guessing. Even, like you chose... Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's... And to be fair, Point Blank is kind of old, so... Blank. And you knew it, like... Yeah. Our Point Break... So, I've never seen no, it. is it Point Break, right? Yeah, it's Point... Is it Point Break? Is that the movie's name? I think It's so. definitely not Point Blake. Blank. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Point Break. Not that I've Probably seen it. I've never that. seen it. I have no idea. 
next week's episode next month's episode yeah it's a point break next month's episode february's episode we're gonna watch we're gonna choose all right sounds good no i'm forcing you to i'm forcing you to choose point break for january (laughs) okay all right i'll uh no no i already have it chosen you're gonna love it okay all right well thanks for the game um you're welcome i'm gonna be taking control of the podcast yet again to get into the film introduction in other words big t i'm the captain now (laughs) 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 all right we're of course talking about die hard uh released july 15th i think worldwide july 15th it was also released at some movie theater before that but whatever 1988 which is funny because the movie that we covered last month was in 1998. You've got mail. Yeah. Um, so ten, ten years, years apart. Different. It's it, you've got mail is the sequel to Die Hard. Did you not know that? It's in the same universe, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's in the Die Hard universe. If you actually look really closely, you could see uh, John McClane in the background in New York in the fall. Yeah, you can see Fox Fox Books. Yeah, blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> just getting crazy. That was that was on the first floor of the <laughs> yeah. the building, the Nakatomi Tower. Dude, they should make a sequel where Meg Ryan is, just, or not a sequel, like an alternate movie where Meg Ryan's just hidden inside of Fox Books and just causing all sorts of mayhem. Um, okay, so here's the syn- synopsis: A New York City police officer tries to save his estranged wife and several others taken hostage by terrorists during a Christmas party at the Nakatomi Plaza in Los Angeles, and then quickly makes a return to New York and takes down Fox Books. Directed by <laughs> John McTiernan, written by Jeb Stewart and Stephen E. De Souza. Souza? How would you pronounce that? S O U Z A. Souza. Okay, Souza. Uh, composed by Michael Kamen, cinematography by, oh, is that correct? John, Jan, John DeBont? Jean. Jean. Uh, edit. Jean Valjean. What is that? Les Mis. That's Les Mis. Yeah, okay. Um, edited by Frank J. Urioste and John F. Link. Dude, I think it autocorrected. I don't remember writing Link down. Uh, here's the big <laughs> actors. Bruce Willis, Alan Rickman, Bonnie Bedelia. A budget of between 25 and $35 million, and the box office earnings was between 140 and $141.5 They should have just gone with one. That's barely a difference between the two. You could watch it on Hulu at the time that we're recording this, or you can rent or buy it. Uh, big T... Well, you're just going to ask me. Well, actually, yeah, we had neither one of us have seen this movie. I had never seen this movie. Correct. I had a good time with it. Tell me more. <laughs> Dang it. <All> right. <laughs> so, what did you think about it? Um, I had a really good. It's a classic 80s, you know, almost 90s or whatever, but like a classic 80s action film. I feel like really cheesy in some parts. A lot of those cheesy 80s, you know, one liners um, that you would typically see in an action uh, movie. I thought I was going to be bored of John McClane right from the get-go because he seemed like a serious, stoic character, but then, you know, his character gets funnier as time goes on because he's just got a lot yeah. of one-liners and complaining about things like a New York cop would, I guess. I have no idea. <laughs> but um, characters are fun. Alan Rickman did a great job. Love him in this movie. I think actually his performance still stands up, you know, or, or holds up. Uh because there's not a lot of cheese with his performance, which is great. And 
Yeah, I don't know. It's just like totally worth watching. Get some popcorn, get some drink, have a good time. You could definitely watch it more than one time. Um, not the greatest movie of all time, but it's a it's a good time. What did you think, Big T? Yeah, I had to Google multiple times throughout this movie. Um, is Die Hard a comedy? <laughs> <laughs> An action comedy, maybe. Here's the thing. Have you on the action? I could not find any evidence that it's supposed to be funny. Like, oh, I think so. I, I don't know, because like I went into Die Hard thinking it was supposed to be like a James Bond or oh, what? like um really like a Mission Impossible where it's like an action action movie. Yeah, you know? sure. But I just so that was kind of my assumption going into it that it was like wanted to be like a serious action movie hmm. and i was just like there's no way that this is like trying to be a serious action movie this is like absurd right. throughout the thing yeah. so i think that my my sort of initial perception was really skewed because i was going into it expecting like mm. hardcore action throughout and it was like so when when all this like really cheesy stuff happens or like silly stuff happens yeah. i was like this is dumb because this isn't like funny oh. or like this is funny you know but then i was like that's why i was googling it so much because i was like there's no way that they <laughs> and i know that when like older movies when they age like it they get really cheesy because of like the yeah. the dialogue or the context of it or like the graphics and stuff but um there was no one that was like oh my god it's like so funny i mean, i was just like this movie to me is it's a really good action comedy, but going into it, just expecting like an action, like a Mission Impossible or a James Bond, I was just like, mm. what is going on here? This is, this is absurd. Like, yeah. this is so over the top, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like w when he throws the bomb down the elevator shaft, yeah. I was like, okay, <laughs> this is not real. And so for me, it was like, once I sort of realized whether or not it's supposed to be like an action comedy, cause it's, it's branded as an action thriller um, on Google. Um, but once I was sort of like, this is an action comedy, I was like, okay, this is like a good time. You watch it. You don't take it too seriously. But, um, a lot of people online seem to like think that it's a really great, just like action movie, but I'm like, this is too absurd to yeah. like, <laughs> it's awesome. So I had never watched this. I, the only other, or the only diehard movie that I have ever seen is live free diehard, which I think is the fourth one in the whole franchise. Yeah. And, um, I mean, that one's pretty absurd, but maybe slightly more grounded. They might have tried, you know, it was like mid-aughts, late-aughts or something like that. I can't remember when that movie... No, I think I was in high school when it came out. So late-aughts. And um, I think, yeah, there's a lot of just like funny little things going on. I can't remember. Have you ever seen that movie Tusk? What's that dude's name? Um, I haven't seen it, but I know yeah, what movie you're... Like that I've kind read of, the Wikipedia. That comedic character, you know, that one actor yeah. that's usually... You know, just kind of more a comedic. Yeah, character. in New Girl. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I still have that Thanksgiving song stuck in my head. Um, <laughs> anyway, but he's in that movie. So, like, after watching that movie, like, I know that there's there's action. They try to ground it in some areas, but also there's a lot of just zany comedy things going, like just ridiculous things. I think he like blows up a helicopter by like driving the car into it. Go watch that. Yeah, that movie rocks. But but here's the thing though like mission impossible does that right like they yeah, blow sure. up helicopters yeah. and and like they do it well where you're like oh this is like supposed to be i'm supposed to take this seriously but yeah. for whatever reason 
And that's kind of where I was sort of on the fence at the beginning. And I was like, this is really dumb movie because I was like the delivery, if they're trying to be like serious about this, this is like a really dumb, this is really poorly delivered. Like this is very poorly executed. Right. But once I was like, this is an action comedy, I was like, okay, this is more of a fun watch because it doesn't, it's not supposed to take itself too seriously. Yeah. But maybe, maybe that's blasphemy in the diehard universe to say that it does, it shouldn't be taken too seriously. I don't think it's supposed to, especially like for the eighties. I mean, when you look at like the filmography of the director himself, Self, um, what's his name? John McTiernan. Um, I'm just looking at it right now. He did like Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Rollerball, Rollerball, um, Last Action Hero, just like classic 80s, just kind of ridiculous over the top action movies. But you know? were those supposed to be over the top for their time? Oh yeah, they were supposed to be ridiculous. There's no way they were supposed to be like, oh, this is. This is the godfather of action movies. You know what I mean? Well, because no like way. Alien and Predator, like the current movies that they've made, those aren't supposed to be funny. Like well, those Alien's are supposed to be scary. Though. Well, it's in the same like universe. Yeah, though, sure. I mean. But yeah, sure. Yeah. But I mean, even when the Predators show up in the Alien universe, like it's not supposed to be silly, goofy fun. Like it's supposed to be scary and action-y. I always, I always thought the Predator was supposed to be more like action, ridiculous, over the top. I have no idea. I mean, the argument of like, well, it's in the same universe, and I'm not saying necessarily that you're saying this, because um, maybe you weren't, but um, like you have funny Marvel movies, but then you also have Captain America movies that are way more grounded, and they're in the same universe, but those are more serious yeah. of the movies, and then you have yeah, like Ant-Man and, you know, whatever, right? So, I, yeah. you know, so even... I, I don't know. I just, I, well, I definitely didn't go into Die Hard thinking I was in for like a serious, you know, movie or whatever. I thought that maybe John yeah. McClane was supposed to be a serious character. And then maybe as the films go on, they just get more ridiculous and he becomes a ridiculous mm-hmm. character. Well, he's not really ridiculous. He, like, he's, he's ridiculous. Yeah, never mind. Let's, yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. But he's awesome at the same time. He's just like that classic, ridiculous action. <laughs> character it's awesome yeah it almost feels like a satire of an action movie at times yeah and then of course if you You have like a full franchise of just this one guy somehow getting involved in all these crazy things like i yeah that's that's another reason why it's just like i didn't go into this thinking i was supposed to be (laughs) sorry i'm just like seeing the trailer now on imdb because i went back on the page and it showed him getting kissed by that guy on the cheek or whatever at the party and he was just like what is going on because he's a new york Mm -hmm. guy and he's like what is going on here everybody's coked out of their minds (laughs) yeah especially ellis oh i hated that character i was yeah he was the worst i was ready for him to die um i thought that he was gonna sell out uh holly for sure but um, he had a little bit of restraint and integrity, I guess. Well, only because he thought that it was going to benefit him. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he would have immediately sold her out. That's a good point. And which all th- okay, all throughout this movie, I was like, "Why the hell are you telling people it's your husband?" Like, I know. I would keep that to myself. Oh yeah, I would. I would not trust any of these people, especially Alice. He gave me a Rolex yeah. though. He gave me a Rolex. I could trust him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was just like you need to shut your goddamn mouth <laughs> i can't believe she wore the rolex how dare she i'm just kidding they're going through some marital problems she thought that it would make her feel good i don't know dude <laughs> i guess so i don't know but yeah i was like why would you vocalize the fact that you are yeah like you should be murdered to get your husband to like stop talking about this yeah for sure for sure that's my husband that's john yeah Who's John? Like, 
my husband. <laughs> Wait, don't tell anyone though. Don't tell anyone. Yeah, it's yeah. secret. It's secret. Because if they know that they could use me as a hostage. And then Ellis yeah. goes up there. He's like, oh, we go way back. But that was like the first, like, he gave away the name. So that was stupid. It's like, oh, good job, Ellis. And then yeah. that gives like some kind of clue for the news people so they could go, ah, it was just so annoying. I'm like, Ellis, you fool, die. And then he dies. It's like, great. And then he dies. Great, great, great. Yeah. Um. Hey, so my very first note in this entire thing, I have two pages of notes. Fist with your toes? That's I wrote that down. <laughs> Number one, I was just like, I don't even know what that trick's supposed to be, but clearly I wrote it down because I'm like, clearly this is supposed to set this something up later. Yeah, I don't know why they would yeah. put this in here unless it meant something. At first, and I think for the majority of the film, it's supposed to get him to be stealthy maybe, like slinking around the whole place. To me, I'm just like, you okay. You can do that with shoes on. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't, well, I don't know. it depends on what shoes you got. If you got tap dance shoes, you can't sleek around. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely what he wore. Yeah. Those tap dance shoes. <laughs> That'd be so funny. You see the like German guy come in and you're like, it's like, I hear you, John or Roy. Yeah, no. So I thought that that was to explain that away. But then they bring it back later with the glass and shooting the glass and that'll mess mm-hmm. up his feet. But they never really capitalize on that. It just makes it slightly yeah, it more convenient. Yeah, it happens so late. Yeah, it happens super late. And also, like, I really expected it to be like, oh, they're going to be able to see his bloody footprints now. Um, yeah, I was but too. They didn't. <laughs> they never did anything with that. The only cool thing that comes out of his feet you know, or just having his bare feet throughout the entire film is to see the progression of how like dirty it gets throughout, like the continuity of it all, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Although you can see it on his body. He's got cuts and like his whole arm by the end of the film is just red. Like there's no, no flesh colors there at all, which is like, I don't know what he's holding on to at that point. I just feel like they wanted some like Bruce Willis feet pics. So, Oh yeah. They were just like, oh yeah, take your feet off. Those get those dogs out. Those are definitely circulating on the internet for sure. Get those little piggies oinking for us. That's yeah. how they made the one point five extra million dollars yeah. was. That's the feet picks from Bruce Willis. It's actually that yeah that moment and that cameo of his feet that got him the role on Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction from Quentin Tarantino because he saw his feet picks. As a joke, because so that's who we've been looking for. That's who we've been looking. Those feet. Let's see the face attached to those feet and see if it'll work. <laughs> like, yeah, it works. It's fine, I guess. Yeah, it works. All right. Um, anyway, so I had to... Yeah, I thought that was disgusting. I would... Yeah. That's, like, not how I would get comfortable in a new place. Yeah, that's weird. I don't even know. But, um, of course, that was a way to... And then and they're like, but wait, wait, wait. We still need his bare feet throughout the rest of the film. And we need to explain away the obvious opportunity that he would have to get multiple shoes for multiple bad guys. But yeah. the first guy that he tries has too small a feet, so he's just never going to try the rest of the film. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty good. But again, I didn't go into it thinking it was supposed to be a super serious film, so I was like, <laughs> I was fine with it. I had no problem with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, just a very 80s film. I liked it. I, anyway, I just really wanted to talk about the feet thing because it was important to me that I got that out of the way. Yeah, I did also write down that that's really weird. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what's going on with these feet? I wrote a note because I was like, I need to remember this for later in case there's some weird thing that comes up, but it actually becomes prominent later on, sort of. Yeah, barely. Yeah, barely. They tried making it prominent, but then they did not capitalize on it at all. Um, what did you think about Argyle? 
That's like literally the second note I really? wrote was, what a nosy driver. <laughs> yeah, dude, he just keeps going. And also Argyle is very like superfluous to the plot as well. Yes. Like he's barely in it. <laughs> hey, he takes care of that one guy, Theo, at the very end. It's pretty neat. Yeah, that's true. That's but important, I think. It's he's it's also like this carpet thing. It's like very random. <laughs> yeah, it is. They just needed it's like they had all of these different moments. It's like we need to make sure that Theo gets stopped. We need to make sure that John gets bloody feet. I don't know. I can't remember. This has to happen. And then as they were shooting on that day, it's just like, well, what if he just, you know, takes off his feet? Because it'll help him get acclimated. It takes off his feet. His yeah. shoes. <laughs> takes off his feet. You know? Yeah. What if we just have the um, limo driver, driver just stay also, there? Also, Argyle's punch was so weak. I didn't even when he when he punches yeah. Theo through the window. Yeah. Like the angle for one is all off. Two, <laughs> I feel like you can tell he makes no contact. <laughs> um and it's supposed to be like he knocked him out. I was like It's good. This is not a good punch. <laughs> yeah. I I didn't even see the or I don't remember how the punch landed, but yeah. I mean, he's kind of a kind of a It was like this. Too. <laughs> how do you hook and throw a window? That's crazy. Yeah, he was like higher up and he somehow punched him in the face from the lower ground with enough strength to like knock him out. Hey, I don't And also he didn't like yeah. Have you ever seen weird. clips from like UFC matches though? Oh, cuz Argyle's a UFC No, C I'm fighter? just saying there's some crazy weak-looking lands or like punches that you'll see that are just like i don't know how that knocked that person out but apparently it did i know but he had to like punch <laughs> up because he had to get through the window and like the angle is like you wouldn't get enough force in that angle especially because it's such a tight cabin but the guy was dazed like, from the from the car accident he was already kind of out of it probably maybe yeah, sure i guess so it's an 80s know. movie get off of it dude just let it be <laughs> <laughs> what I wanted to talk about with the uh not Theo, Argyle's character is did you notice anything funny about every time when they like cut back to him in the car? Like the lights flashing and stuff? No, no, no. How many Okay, first, how many hours do you think this movie took place over? Um is the sun the sun's not rising at the end, so No, it's, so it's nighttime. It starts uh, off in the daytime, ends at night. Yeah. Like, I don't know, five or six hours? Who knows? Maybe. even Maybe even just a couple of... Even if it's just one hour, it still explains... Or it still has no excuse for why Argyle is listening to the same freaking song every time we put, we get back to him. Did you notice that? It's just, I didn't. It's, it's same, just on repeat. It's, dude, it is. It's the song Skeletons, I think, by um, Stevie Wonder, which I love. And... Um, yeah, super great song, which is why I noticed it. I was just like, why did they? He's listening to this song on repeat the whole time. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> Maybe it only takes place in like a span of two and a half minutes. There's no, I was wondering that for a second. I'm like, oh, was this supposed to be happening like, like uh, simultaneously? But then after a while, I'm like, yeah. no, this, there's so much time in between this. And it's like, it pretty much cuts back to the same part of the song, too. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, he just rewrites the song. Um, doesn't Bruce Willis make a comment about Stevie Wonder too? Doesn't he, does. he say Is something Stevie about Stevie Wonder driving that car when he's looking <laughs> down at the cop? Yeah, so that's probably 
That was, maybe they just obsessed with Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Well, I was, or maybe maybe they had to like get Stevie Wonder, like a certain percentage of Stevie Wonder content maybe. <laughs> into the into the. I have no idea into the movie. Well, they didn't want to pay for more than because if you actually, I I fast forwarded through the credits to see if I was right about the song, um, but then also I was. I wanted to know more about the song, the Christmas song or classical song that they keep they kept putting into the soundtrack. Yeah, like the opera or whatever. Yeah, um, so I wanted to see uh, what that was all about. But there's only like four or five songs throughout the entire film, and so that might have been a budget thing. It's just like we can't have too much in here, so let's just keep using the same song. <laughs> That's so funny. I have no idea. I should have looked that up. Love that. Yeah. Anyway, I thought that that was funny. Argyle as a character, he's kind of funny. Hey. Yeah. A limo, dude, that guy was willing to stay there as long as he needed to for Bruce Willis or for John McClane. So I was, you know, what a good guy. I would have given him a yeah. decent tip, maybe. New, That's true. New York cop, I don't know what he could afford, but. I love that he, I love that he sits in the front of the limo, too. Yeah, I I made note of that because he was like, this is my first time driving a limo. This is my first time riding in a limo or whatever he says. And I'm like. Okay, but. I feel like everyone knows that you sit in the back of the limo. <laughs> yeah. You don't sit next to your cab driver. Like, <laughs> I was wondering if maybe that was just to make the the shot set up a lot easier. It's like let's just have them both up in the front so we don't have to do a bunch of camera cuts. <laughs> so okay, because the scene doesn't even matter anyway. More and more, I'm just hearing that you think that this movie was like this is just easier. Let's just do it this way. This is cheaper. Oh, yeah. Let's just do it this way for sure, dude. But I'm I'm all in it. I'm all in. On, on they this. spent all their budget on the explosives, dude. Yeah, I should have looked that up. I wonder if that was like a model or it must have been a model. The explosions and stuff going. It's a real building. building. No, it wasn't. Yeah, you don't know. That would be interesting. Um, did you did you think? Actually, yeah. Do you know the answer to that question? Was that a Christmas song that they kept interspersing like throughout the soundtrack? I didn't think so. I thought it was a classical I could, song, right? I thought so too. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember though. But I thought it was like an opera or like a cl- or like a classical music. Yeah. What's the classical song in Die Hard? Ode to Joy. Oh, is that? I think that is a Christmas song. Song is Ode. <laughs> I was just gonna type that. Joy, a Christmas song. That's a, that's one of the first things that pops up. It's not written as a Christmas song or carol. Yeah, so I was confused. I thought that it, I wonder if they thought yeah. it was. It's like, yeah, let's put that <laughs> in the soundtrack. Okay, cool. The director was like, find the cheapest Christmas song yeah. that you can license. And then the <laughs> intern just like bought the wrong song. He's like, we're going oh, for joy. it. Christmas is a joyous time. I thought it was a Christmas yeah. song. No, dude. Whatever, it's too late now. It does kind of sound like a Christmas song. Yeah, that's why I was confused. I'm like, wait, this does sound like it could be Christmassy, but it's not. I don't know. Um, I liked when they used that song. I think they used that song when like the vault opens up and all that stuff. Where that was so funny. I thought it was awesome because yeah, it's like cutting back and forth between the FBI and them, and like both of them are super excited. They think they, or actually, the bad guys really did get what they wanted, but you know, the FBI thinks that like, oh, we got them now. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's like back in Vietnam or whatever. It's like back in Vietnam. He's like, I was oh, in yeah. middle school. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was a funny line. Um, that's a clip. See, that's another. That's probably another thing. It's like we have to have Ode to Joy when they open up <laughs> the vault. <laughs> so let's just put it throughout the soundtrack. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. Um, yeah. What did you think about the FBI? 
Um, I love that it was Agent Johnson and Johnson. Yeah, no yeah relation. that's true. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Wait. Yeah, yeah, that was when I was like, okay, this can't be serious. No, 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 no. <laughs> it was so... Um, I didn't really believe that they were FBI at first because I was <sighs> like, well, okay, well, let's just talk about this like chain of command between these police officers. <laughs> like the worst emergency response team I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> yeah, life. <laughs> like from the phone call, the people being like, this is a secure line. You can't, you know, I'm like, he's literally, you're hearing gunshots in the background. Yeah, like this isn't a prank call yeah, yeah. to like the police chief or whatever, the deputy police chief being like, this is my scene now. And just completely disregarding what John McClane says at all. It's like, you have eyes on the ground and you're just like, Oh, it's probably like fake. And then the FBI coming in and like showing no credentials, showing no badges. That's why I thought that the FBI was like fake oh, at first yeah. because they directed the people to cut the 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 wires, you know, yeah. the electricity, oh, yeah. so that the thing would open. So I was like, oh, I wonder if they're not actually FBI agents because <sighs> they were in charge of like getting the thing cut. Because when the guy doesn't want to cut it, the FBI agent is like, cut it or else you lose your job or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, he has no jurisdiction over this <laughs> man's job. Yeah. Like, th- this is an empty threat. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about, dude? Totally. Um, Your idea would have been so much better. They absolutely should have done yeah. it. Well, also, and then the, there's the helicopter scene where they're like driving very, flying very recklessly through the city. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, there's no way this is the FBI because he has a giant machine gun yeah. as he's hanging out the helicopter. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the helicopter's like doing like barrel rolls. Yeah, they're going all over the, the city. place, dude. <laughs> So I was wild. like, I was like, there's no way this is, there's no way this is the FBI here, and then it turns out to be the FBI, and which, I was like, which makes their dialogue so much better because they're like having this wild party up in the air, just yeah. like, yeah, we're gonna He's kill like thirty percent of the people. It's no big deal. I can live with that. Oh yeah, yeah. And then he starts shooting at McLean, and there's like <laughs> hostages on the roof still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And he's like, Shh. dude. Yeah. yeah, that seems pretty wild. But it's so. I thought it was just interesting that they. It's like, I want the FBI agents to die f- from an explosion. <laughs> so let's... That they cause. Yeah, and let's let's make them as, like, annoying or villainous as possible as FBI agents. Mm-hmm. Like, people that you are totally okay with dying in this explosion. <laughs> Not the hostages. They don't deserve it. But the FBI, yeah. they could die, apparently. I don't know if there was something that they were trying to say about the FBI or if they just wanted to do that. I have no I idea. I don't know, but... I don't understand the logic, though, of... Um, this is totally or kind of off the subject, but going going in a different direction. But um, if there's an explosion, then they'll think that we're dead, and so they'll never look for us. But I would have been so suspicious of like, wait, why would we didn't plant explosives up on the top? Why would it explode? They must have also. Done it. <laughs> they, um. Alan Rickman's character was like talking about, oh, they're going to take months searching through the rubble, <laughs> making it sound like they're going to level the building. But I'm like, if you're going to level the building, you don't blow the roof up. You blow the foundation <laughs> yeah, up. Dude. Yeah. So like, what's the point of like, it just feels like the director was like, we need a scene on the rooftop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's like work this in somehow. And I'm like, if you're, this makes no sense. All you're going to do is like kill the hostages, but you're not going to take down the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, honestly, when John McClane, like, blows up that whole floor, that definitely should have leveled, like, 
the building. Yes. Especially, I, I just got done like a couple of months watching a ton of 9-11 like footage. That should have really leveled the building. <laughs> oh, you don't watch 9-11 footage like on 9-11? You don't? Oh, on 9-11. It just sounded like you went like in a deep dive of I like did. 9-11 footage. No, 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 no. Like, but just like randomly, not like on 9-11. No, I always get curious to see like, you know, all the different footage and all that stuff. Anyway, but like after you, yeah. like this should have, I mean, granted it's not yeah. as tall, but dude, that was the whole floor just blown yeah, up. Yeah, the whole front, <laughs> first level. Yeah. Was that first? I feel like it was like third or fourth or something like that. Yeah. One of the like first levels of this thing and it's the entire floor that explodes. Yeah. I was like, this would have killed a lot of people and Wait. probably. Now that I think about it. I should have paid attention to this more. I feel like whenever they do faraway shots of the building, it's like a hundred levels, like a hundred stories tall or something, you know? Like it's really yeah, it's, tall. It's more than thirty but when they stories. but when they do like the close ups of the explosion, it looks like maybe it's like twenty stories high. <laughs> I need to look through this again because I feel like they just like maybe those explosions were real and they just found an abandoned building that was like 20 stories like just make sure you don't go all the way to the top because but I think they accidentally show the roof I don't know maybe I'm wrong yeah I don't know it was a wild ride <laughs> hey would it would it surprise you to to know that on IMDB <laughs> this movie has a rating of 8.2 out of 10 Okay, Rotten Tomatoes has a 94%. It's just because people love it, dude. I know, but it's like, <laughs> you can love it because it's like an action comedy, yeah. but everything I saw online was that people were like, this is such a good action movie. Yeah, it is. And I'm like, this movie's absurd. It's so good. What are you talking about? <laughs> like A German guy gets was, hung. And then doesn't, but... And then does... Oh, yeah, does he come back? That's right. Is that him that comes... Is that Carl? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shoot, that's right. That's. I was talking to my wife about this, though, because I was like, <laughs> I would I would watch this movie again, like, knowing it's, you don't take it seriously. Like, it's yeah. just like a... It's a fun time, but I was just so put off thinking it was like an, a, a serious action movie, yeah. um, but I quickly learned it wasn't with, like, all of the, like, cheesy dialogue and... I, I actually do love the dialogue in this movie. It's I know fun. it's very quotable. Yeah. Um, and it's it's like, I understand why, because the dialogue is very good. Um, I need to go back just a tad, because I know we have some listeners from Germany. I'm not saying that I was happy about a German guy, <laughs> just any German guy. I just happen to say German in front of guy. Look, a guy gets hung. It was fun to watch. Yeah, he's, yeah. Um, you were I, identifying who the character was you were talking about. I don't. Yeah, I don't mean that don't I, I don't get excited about <laughs> German people dying. Um, sorry, that was a, hey, that German guy was, he lost his brother. I feel, I feel bad for him. Actually. He was grieving. He was grieving. He was lashing out. And then he wanted to get his revenge at the very end, but just couldn't quite do it. And then Officer Al Officer took him down. Powell, not, I thought he was saying Powell the whole time, but his last name's actually Powell. It's Al Powell, right? Yeah. Sergeant Al. Yeah. Sergeant Powell. Um, yeah. Hey, listen. I like their dynamic. It was fun. It, it brings in a yeah, lot of cheese. It was cute. It brings in a lot of cheese for sure, but um, still fun to watch. Boy, oh boy, did I not need that full circle moment with Officer Powell at the very end or Sergeant Powell. It's like, I accidentally shot a 13-year-old. I haven't been able to pick up a gun since. <laughs> 
And then it's like, oh, yes, we're supposed to root for him. Like, yes, he could shoot people again. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. What a weird state sanctioned violence. Like, I don't understand why we needed like a full arc like for him. Like I was he did. I was fine with him just being, you know, the walkie talkie guy. That was totally OK. Yeah. Also, um, Al and John have better on screen chemistry than John and um, Holly. I want to call her. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, Holly. I want to call her Hannah for some reason. Close. But yeah, like um, John and Holly like embrace, you know, at the yeah. end when uh, whatever. And then like you have this long distance shot where Al and John like go towards each other and like hug. And I was like, I'm more invested in this relationship than this marriage. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I, yeah, again, I've never, I don't think he shows up ever again in any of the uh, other movies. I, I think he does. Oh, does he? In what? In, in the I second one, hopefully? Hopefully. I, I don't know, but um, I think he does. But have you seen like the, um, like fan theory that he's Carl Wilson from Family Matters? Winslow. Or Carl Winslow yeah, yeah. from Family Matters? Because uh, he's also a police yeah, yeah, officer. Yeah. Oh, I know. I grew up on Family Matters. Um, Steve yeah. Irwin and all that stuff. I love that. I love that show, dude. Yeah. Um, there's no way, <laughs> but okay. Yeah, people are like he's under or he, he's like in witness protection or whatever, and he's going there as like what? Yeah, I just I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, that would be funny. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't think I was really excited to see him though, and I thought it was funny because it was like yeah, yeah, because I yeah I grew up on on Family Matters, and so I thought it was hilarious that he was playing another cop buying like twelve dozen. Twinkies or whatever, right at the beginning of his. I know they were pushing Twinkies hard in this. Yeah, dude. That's. Oh wait, no, no, no. no actually, never mind. I was about to say another example. It's like, oh yeah, when the, in the I'm watching Community and they were eating Twinkies like <laughs> in one of the episodes that I watched before I watched the film. Um, no, yeah, they were pushing Twinkies hard. They were pushing a few things. Nestle Crunch. Right, there was so much yeah. product placement. Probably Johnson and Johnson was one of them too. Just like this really <laughs> subtle, <laughs> subtle thing. <laughs> it probably was. They got in with the budget plan. You get oh, yeah. name only. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah, there was Coke too. There mm-hmm. they poured a Coke first. Ellis, I think, or somebody. That's true. Um, I can't remember. There's there's quite a few. I remember seeing a lot of different things. That I was like, oh brother. But yeah, cocaine. Um, also, <laughs> along with Coke. Classic, Classic yeah. Classic cocaine. Need to support that somewhere. Um, yeah, dude. I thought that... I mean, if anyone was going to beat these bad guys, it should have been Ellis. He was he was high up. <laughs> high as yeah, a kite, he was dude. coked up. He could have been doing a lot of damage. Hey, how messed up... What kind of stuff do you think John McClane has been up to in New York when one of his first things that he thinks is to... Take the dead guy, tie him to a chair, and write with maybe his own blood. I think I don't really know, <laughs> like ha ha or whatever, like ho 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 ho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. Um, <laughs> well, one, he's a sociopath. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, also, really legible handwriting for writing on a sweater in someone's blood. I was very impressed by how yeah. legible his handwriting well, maybe he was. Maybe took off his shirt first, and then, and then still and though, I mean. No, yeah, it's pretty good. I don't have great handwriting. It was really good handwriting. Pretty impressive. I was very impressed. For sure. Yeah. Pretty messed up, but I've seen people go as that for Halloween too, which I really like. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Wait, that's awesome. That's a great that's yeah, a great costume. That's a great Halloween costume. It really is. Yeah. I love it. Oh man. I do want to say I I really wish that they would have spent a not too long because I know that there was a time constraint 
involved with his appearance or his showing up. But I really wish that they, we would have had a little bit more of Alan Rickman or Hans and John together without John knowing. I think that would have been really cool to have just a little bit yeah. more of that. But he finds out pretty quickly, um, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I was actually thrown off. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool, you know? Okay. But I was also like, Alan Rickman's American accent was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would have immediately been suspicious. And like- <laughs> Like, you're not American, for sure. Yeah. Uh, his, um, like the tone of his voice, like it's still quite- n- throaty nasally or whatever you know that alan rickman quality that you've only heard from alan Mm -hmm. rickman and um i feel like even yeah even if his american accent was good you still would have been able to tell you know yeah for sure yeah um but i thought it was a cool thing though i did like that little twist though that you think that he doesn't know but he does what do you Um, you say mr clay or something i I can't remember yeah yeah, mr something i can't remember um I didn't even recognize Alan Rickman. Oh, really? At first. Like, the only reason I knew it was him was because, like, the way that the camera is set up, like, you can tell he's the main bad guy, you know? And I knew Alan Rickman was the main bad guy. But I feel like he looks so different compared to him in, like, Harry Potter. Yeah. Younger, skinnier. totally different. Goatee. It was funny because my wife was actually like, he looks older in this than in harry potter well it's because it's because in harry potter you never see him smile so he's also like super gray hair. in this movie too yeah that's true no no she said he looks older in this movie than in harry potter that's weird i would i would i, would I think it's because he has like long black hair in harry potter and he that looks him look younger he has like peppered he has like grayish hair in this movie well, they had a bigger budget for harry potter so they probably made him look a little bit younger than yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I did. It took me a second to realize. I had to like Google it. I was like, "That's Alan Rickman, right?" Yeah. Great uh, performance, though. Like best performance yeah, out of everyone. St- stellar for sure. The least cheesy lines um, out of everyone as well. I yeah, I loved him. He was by far the best part of the film. I do love John McClane. I think he's like a he's ridiculous. He's over the top, but I do I love his character yeah. a lot for completely different reasons but as far as like yeah you know like he really alan rickman really put out like a serious like a really good performance that i think actually stands the test of time and if like it works for this movie definitely would have worked if it was a more serious film like it was just it was great but yeah i think that's also kind of what threw me off was his character yeah. is like very grounded yeah you know yeah like he has motives he has like he's very serious he's not like a goofy like kind of like kooky terrorist like he's very right. grounded in his character and John McClane is pretty grounded for the first part of it you know yeah and then he gets a little cuckoo but <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it gets a little crazy but yeah Al- and I, I do like um I mean everything starts flying off the rails because of John um and they have to like improvise and try to speed things up and whatever blah 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 but the beginning of the film like how very well rehearsed that they were with all of the different things that they were doing for the plan right from the get-go it was just like it was so methodical it was you know planned out perfectly and you could tell like kind of that it might be the one like subtle detail of the whole film but you could tell that in like if it were real life they had been planning this for months and they had been practicing for a long time they had it down except for either carl or carl's brother who just starts like sawing off those things 
before that dude's ready. I don't remember. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember, yeah, yeah. he's. I'm pretty sure it's part of like the whole vault thing and the circuit tree, like the you know the power grid and all that stuff. I feel like it has to do with that because it's like the yeah. most important part. And that guy was really freaking out to get it done before he finished. <laughs> yeah, he's. I don't know what was going yeah. on with that guy. I don't remember who it was, but that was the only thing. One of the people that died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean everyone dies. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um. Yeah. I really liked Alan Rickman's character. Um, honestly, I feel like a lot of the notes I have are just like little funny things that I really liked or just like moments yeah. where I was like, this makes no sense. Like, why, oh, yeah. why did this happen? Like when John McClane goes into the lobby at the first and he's like, I'm looking for Holly McClane. And the guy's like, we'll put it in the directory. And then... He puts it in there and he, she's, he's like, oh, yeah, on the 30th floor, they're the only ones here. My wife was like, why wouldn't you just say, say like, that. whoever you're looking for is on the on the 30th floor then? Yeah, like, that's true. I didn't even think about that. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what, there's, you know, obviously they have to have like the the part where you realize she's using a maiden name. But yeah, it was just like, <laughs> why wouldn't you just say, oh, yeah, she's on the 30th floor, 30th floor. Also not a very good security guard if he just lets anyone in. Like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's like the late 80s. Maybe it's not as, you know, not as... Okay, but what's the point of a security <laughs> guard in the 80s? I know. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> you know, just let random people in. Like, they, the terrorists literally could have just gone to the 30th floor without killing the security guard. Yeah, that's super true. <laughs> <laughs> completely unnecessary. That's a good point. But they did need someone in place of the security um, guard's post. <laughs> To be fair, though, I feel like he wouldn't have even realized that something was going on. <laughs> yeah, that's really true. Yeah, that's a really good point, dude, because apparently you cannot hear gunshots at any point, like at any location in that entire place. You know what I mean? Like if it's yeah. even if it's on the floor above you, I actually I'm I would be surprised if any of the hostages ever heard any of the explosions going on, you know? <laughs> If if it's just the oh man, dude, that whole building just takes a beating, dude. It's over. It does it's over, especially like it's true. It's actually pretty um, impressive, I think, for a decently lowish budget. Like with the helicopter, like coming in. I feel like they had a lot of crazy stuff going on, and it was kind of cool yeah. because I think that was the original room that they were doing the party in, and it's cool to see it all together with people in it. And then when John's going through and the helicopters like crashing around it and exploding and all that stuff. And then you see the room again and it's just, it's just, it shambles. Like completely leveled. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Actually kind of to see that, that difference between the two time periods. Yeah. Um, also the part when he goes up to the roof to radio, you know, we kind yeah. of talked about this already, but the, the attendant person is like, this is a private line. You can't be here. You need to call nine one one. Like, yeah. one, there's gunshots in the background. Two, I'm like, why didn't John McClane identify himself as a police officer and also explain that the phone lines are cut? <laughs> like, yeah. he didn't give any context to this lady. And so she's like, oh, it was a prank call. And I'm like, you had a million options here to, like, convince her that this wasn't a prank call. Also, yeah. I don't think that the go-to response to, like, a terrorist call-in is to assume it's a prank call. I think you're supposed to take it <laughs> yeah. very seriously. Yeah. I mean, let's maybe just, it's the 80s. <laughs> let's just have our tweaky guy go out there and check it out and see what's going on. Yeah, who's not even, yeah. like, an actual, like, 
street cop. He's yeah, a that's desk true. jockey. Yeah, that's true. It's just yeah. do it a tweaky run real fast or something. I don't know. Um, yeah. I think, to the credit of John McClane, I think, or the writers, I think at that point he was trying to conceal his identity because he didn't want people over the intercoms knowing who he was. Okay, but you could still tell him the phone was cut. Well, yeah. I don't understand why that wasn't explained. I feel like there's a... Or just, or just lie and be like, I'm an L.A. police officer. Like, oh yeah, that's true. Or I'm a police officer from Seattle. Like, yeah. Well, well, from that point, they probably would have had a line of questioning of like, okay, well, what's your badge number? Blah blah blah. We'll look you up in the system. He's like, well, I can't give you that. And just be like, I can't tell you because the terrorists are listening. Or explain that I can't give you my name because the terrorists are listening. But there was like no communication yeah. on his end with these people. I'm like, yeah. You think the terrorists would have thought right then, like, oh, he really doesn't want to give away his information. There must be someone that yeah, he really cares about in the building and exactly. we need to start parsing through these people so that we could get yeah, this guy. Yeah, and if you stop for a second, Holly's telling literally everyone that it's her husband. But She's like, it's my husband. Big, he loves me. Big T, you can't argue with an 8.2 out of 10 on IMDb. You just can't. Oh, I'll argue till my face turns <laughs> blue. Um, I, dude, I gotta be honest. I have about like three more notes on this movie. <laughs> like, I don't have I yeah, don't. Have I, don't I just have really funny moments that yeah. I liked. But I totally agree with you. There's a lot of ridiculous, um, like, come on. Like, just just yeah. explain it just a little bit more. Jeez, dude. Um, I totally agree with you. Yeah, especially, yeah, that annoyed the crap out of me. I was just like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if at any point in this film, somehow those phone operator people ended up dying because that would be great. <laughs> I'm fine yeah. with those people dying. Or like the fact that they never... Like they hacked the whole thing and they can like lock the elevators from very specific levels, which I'm like, I don't think that's a thing you can do. Oh yeah. But um they don't have they don't access any of the cameras to see who's like running around. I'm like, that's you have cameras to the outside, but like you don't have access to cameras and there's definitely cameras, security cameras in that building. But they don't ever stop and be like, Let's look at the security footage to see who this man Maybe is. Maybe that's one of the like, wires that they cut. I don't know. <laughs> That could have been convenient. Yeah, very convenient. But I will say though, <laughs> that whole tactical. This is why I was saying like the whole law enforcement response is just absolutely absurd because the tactical team that's like running in to break open the doors or whatever you know, yeah. they were wearing like beanies. <laughs> were they? They weren't even wearing. They weren't wearing any tactical gear. Like they were wearing beanies, no visors, no helmets. And then they're working so hard to like open the doors, you know, to get the doors open. And then the terrorist <laughs> on the inside shoots the glass open. Yeah. And I'm like, why didn't they just shoot the glass open? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that scene where it cuts to them and they're all just rolling on the ground, like wounded. Uh, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was dying at that. I was like, oh my yeah. God, this is so absurd. Hey, for all you know, maybe... <laughs> Maybe there was one of the operators with the BDs just like, hey, dude, we we left all of our tactical gear over on, <laughs> on the big tank thing. It's like, okay, Johnson, Johnson number three, yeah. go go get it real fast. It's like, okay. Yeah, we're the interns. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I can't get it. The we're whole, the B team. The whole tank has exploded. Ah, oh, shoot. Okay, never mind. Or whatever. It's not a yeah. tank. I don't know what it's called. Um, yeah. Um, also, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just was like, and then when he when when McLean does blow up the building and like the first thing the deputy police chief says is like you just blew up a whole building I'm like 
my friend, that is property. There are 30 hostages. Yeah, I know. And he's like, he's just like so set on being in charge. Yeah. He's just like the worst. Like, <laughs> no, yeah, he's the worst. The police do not come out looking great in this. I will say. No, they don't. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't think it's super accurate, but at the same time, again, I think this movie is filled with, we need this police officer to be a bad, a bad police officer or police sergeant yeah. or whatever. Um, Let's just write in a bunch of dialogue real fast to make him look like a piece of junk. Okay. Yeah. He was so bad at his job. I mean, they kind of like, they give you some clues as to him just being a really prideful son of a gun because yeah. like he's not listening to Officer Winslow or uh, Powell, whatever. And, Officer Winslow. <laughs> and then the FBI comes in and he's like licking their boots or what, you know, he's just like totally kissing their butts like the whole time so clearly he's he yeah. probably wants to move up in his career and all that stuff and so he's just yeah he's like oh the fbi are here he was like so excited hey, how are you oh <laughs> yeah he doesn't even yeah. he doesn't debrief or like brief them on the situation he's just like hey hey guys how's it going <laughs> yeah how's it going yeah it's like why would you yeah. ask that question that's so weird yeah. i wanted to point out real facts um and as far as i could tell there's no real connection between anyone that worked on this film and the Goonies, but there's like a couple of actors from the Goonies in this film. Did you notice really? that? Yeah. Well, the uh, FBI, the white one, you know, out of the two, the white Johnson yeah. or whatever, he, he's like one of the Fatalis or whatever their names are. He's, he's one of the brothers in the Goonies. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. you're right. Yeah. Um, one of the bad ones. And then, um, the, the woman like news anchor and you know, She's the mom. Oh, yeah, yeah, on the She's desk. the mom in the oh. in the Goonies. Who's fi- maybe the Goonies is a spinoff of this? Dude, yeah, it could be. Or maybe this was a spinoff of the Goonies, which one came maybe. first? Maybe we don't know what she does for a living, so you never know. I have no idea. And somehow she could. The Fatalis was. That's why he was just so like, yeah, maybe we'll lose thirty percent. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just drive this helicopter recklessly and shoot people up. That's his his like villain origin story. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. That's why they're going. It was actually the Fatalis. It wasn't even. <laughs> it wasn't even it, maybe you're right it wasn't even the fbi it was, they were just messing around um speaking of the news anchor what did you think about the news subplot i don't know what was going on dude well number one <laughs> th- yeah it was totally unnecessary the, again the only reason they had it was so that they can get john mcclain identify and, the kids yeah, identify the family the whole family all together yeah. So that's the only reason. Which you could have done that a million easier ways. And then someone really wanted Holly to punch someone at the very end of the film. <laughs> so that's the only reason. Um, but, uh, dude, did you catch, did you catch, like, why that other, like, that dude news anchor was super incompetent? What was the point of that? Do you know? No, I I was so confused why there was this subplot of yeah. the news anchors because like there's one thing to be like oh there's this new there's this journalist and he's gonna go do these interviews and he's really like um, arrogant or whatever but like they had beef between them and then yeah, they were, like interviewing they were like <laughs> interviewing the hostage expert which like yeah. that's very tacky to be interviewing like a hostage expert like while there's an active hostage like yeah, it's just great. it was yeah it was just like. Absurd. What was it from, and that's in Sweden. Actually, it's Finland or whatever. I can't remember what it was. Which also, he, he what did he say? He said like, um, I don't know. He said like uh, Helsinki syndrome. Oh, and I'm like, it's Stockholm syndrome. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. 
but he calls it the Helsinki syndrome. I don't know like, what it was. What is going on here? I don't know. Like this feels like a fever dream. Maybe they were. That was. It was written by two different people. Maybe they were just throwing stuff in there, taking turns. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was honestly laughing because there's a part when the news anchor, she, they hear that the terrorist's name is Hans, you know, yeah. and then they put up a picture of Hans Gruber or whatever his name yeah. is, and then she goes, this. Hans may be this man and they put up the picture and identify him and I'm like okay if you don't know that that is the terrorist you can't just be like this might be him like (laughs) that is like (laughs) such bad journalism like you can't just be like well we we think it's him we don't really know like that part and then the part when he's like interviewing the children on live tv and he's like (laughs) dude what the heck well one I'm pretty sure it's like unethical borderline illegal yeah. to interview children without their like parents that's consent like trespassing or whatever. Or like, or whatever. like <laughs> he's like on live tv and he's like pretty much like your parents might die soon how do you feel about that <laughs> they're very incompetent <laughs> like the girl's like she's like wiping her eyes still because she's still like tired like you can tell he just <laughs> yeah. like pulled her out of bed and yeah <laughs> was like <laughs> and it's like sticks a microphone it's in like christmas face. eve and like they're just like scarring them Oh my gosh, dude! <laughs> like it's like the news. <laughs> the the news journalists in this are like it's such a weird subplot yeah. and like side story that I was just dying the whole time because, like, yeah. Well, to even take that further, I caught, I caught at the very end there was a news reporter when all the ho- like everyone gets out, hostages are walking away, and there's like news reporters or whatever that are just like all over these people asking questions, and one of the questions. That one of the one of the questions that they asked was, "Did they frighten you at all?" And I'm like, "Oh <laughs> my gosh, dude! What do you think? Like, what a dumb." So I think they must have done that on purpose, where they were. Did they frighten you at all? Like, way to go, journalism yeah. school. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's the question everyone wanted to know the answer to. Yeah, did they frighten you? Yeah. That reminds me in the um in the workshop we had for my work about like from the psychologist of like how to interact with people we had to like do a role play and was like asking good follow-up questions kind of and this lady was like sharing an experience about her dog that she had just gotten and she was talking about how she had to carry him down the stairs because he is like afraid to use the stairs and one of my coworkers was literally like how does it feel to carry your dog down the stairs (laughs) and I was like was this conversation written by ChatGPT? <laughs> this is not a real life human conversation. Dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, this is not real. That's hilarious. <sighs> yeah. Oh man, that's so funny. Yeah, that. I will say though, that fine one of the final shootout scenes when they're when Hans is like shoot the glass or whatever. Um, the scene when his like knee gets shot and his head goes through the glass. That was like a great shot. That was a great like shot. A great scene. I forgot to write yeah. that down, but I do remember that one. That was a really good... I wrote it down because I knew that you would appreciate that. No, that was awesome. I thought, yeah, that was that was kind of... Um, a little, that was pretty gruesome. It's a rated R movie. That but was graphic. It was pretty graphic, but... yeah. Um, there's Yeah, there's a few, while we're on the subject, there's a few shots that I really... I mean, there's the iconic shot of John in the vent with the lighter. Like, everyone knows that shot, right? Maybe yeah, have you not seen that? Shot? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I was, yeah. I was trying to figure like out what you were talking about. Close up of yeah. his face. I love, I love in that moment too. Just like, yeah, get to the coast. We'll get together, have a few laughs, and he's just like totally. Yeah, I, yeah. I loved that he talked to himself. I thought that was so funny. No, it was awesome. One of the also, yeah. I was telling my wife, I was like, this is the strongest lighter I've ever seen because <laughs> he cl- flicks it on and it's like a floodlight in that vent. I was yeah, like, good for him. 
this is not accurate. Someone should do. I wonder if anyone's ever done like a spoof of this, where like oh, I'm sure where you know when he's in the vent and Carl, I think is like poking, and and if they like zoom out just a little bit farther, you see like this huge. <laughs> <laughs> like this <laughs> what is it called it's like it's like sagging yeah it's just sagging in one part <laughs> he just walks away anyway <laughs> someone should do that would be a good youtube that'll sketch. be the next uh, vhs records that <laughs> yeah, it's recordings like, that we'll make well, he's not in here and just walks yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> this huge man shape <laughs> it's an incomplete vent and his like legs are sticking out like <laughs> yeah. dude that would be hilarious um I kept thinking that. I'm just like, when are they going to show the rest of the vet? Because I don't. <laughs> There's just, I just no love way. The idea of like, yeah, it just zooms out and it's just like just like detached from the ceiling <laughs> yeah. from the body weight. Yeah. He was like, "Ooh, dodged that one." I can't believe they didn't see me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so good at my job. I was <laughs> um, yeah, and then I love. I actually really thought that the shot of Hans, like the slow motion of him falling, like that part was actually really good. Like, cause his face. Yeah, that was cool. Like, honestly, did you notice any green screen? Like, cause it would have been pretty crude back in the day. Like, that, I I didn't. And then the the wide shot of him actually falling had to be real. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But he falls for a long time. Yeah. I, that one was probably a stunt double. I'm sure the, the well, close yeah, up was yeah. him. But still, even then, like I was trying to look in the back and I'm like, wow, I think he actually. Oh, you know what? what? I think it was like it was a real fall. It wasn't obviously that whole yeah. distance, but I did actually read this in one of the subreddits yeah. that I was reading about this. Um, uh, Alan Rickman was really, really scared. He didn't want to do that. And so um, they were like, we're going to let go of you on three. And they let go of him at one. Oh, and so the, the, the shock on his face is genuine shock. I knew it. He didn't think he was going to be let go. And apparently he was livid afterwards. Really? Like, he was so angry that they had let him go. Yeah. But they got genuine shock on his face because he didn't think he was going to get dropped. I, I wonder if it would be sweet to see interviews of him being like, I'm... I was mad, but I'm happy that they did it because that was actually really good. It sounds like he was just he mad. He was just mad, <laughs> darn. Because it was brilliant, I thought. I was like, yeah, it was genuine shock. I'm like, that must have been for real because yeah. it was really, I mean, he's a really great actor anyway, but still, like, that was, that looked yeah. real. Um, I love how it's got to be the watch that they let go or whatever, like, Ellis's watch is pretty stupid, but whatever. It's so on the nose. 8.2 out of 10, so you can't disagree with it at all. Also, I was like, um, the very end when he's talking to Holly and he's like apologizing to her for being a bad husband. Um, just saved her I was life. just like, only, I was like, only a white man needs like a literal terrorist event to happen for him to like apologize to his wife. Like, <laughs> well, apologize. I don't, I don't, what was he apologizing for exactly? Their argument earlier? He was not supportive about her job. Yeah, at the same time, like... And also, he was eyeing every single woman that he saw well, that's at the not, airport yeah. and stuff. Well, okay, like, set that aside for just a tad. <laughs> <laughs> just his serial I don't, infidelity. I don't agree with that. Um, I mean, they never get into it. I have no idea if he's cheated on her or not. But, I mean, like, it is kind he of has. a hard... <laughs> like, they already had a life or whatever, and she was already, a, like, a dedicated cop. And I don't know, that's a pretty big move, and it just seemed like she just, like, no, nah, I'm taking the kids and we're going. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's kind of a. But I think that. I don't know. I, I think the conversation that. more complicated. Is the conversation that. he has with Hans, or I don't know who it's with, but mm. they kind of hint that 
um, John like wanted his wife to like fail and move back to New York with him. Oh, so I, I think know. that it was like, I think that that was a big part of it as well. It was like, he, it's not that he just didn't want to move. He wasn't like supportive of her, but honestly, we don't get any backstory yeah. because we're too busy seeing Bruce Willis's feet and hey. him slowly getting less and less clothing throughout the movie. That's true. He just like has his shirt off at the end for no reason. I don't even know. Yeah, or at one point. Yeah. Well, it's because he had to use it to tie his feet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. That's good catch. I mean, I could have caught it, yeah. but I just decided not to because it's an 8.2 out of 10 and why disagree with it? You know what I mean? Um, yes. The the movie gods have spoken. Yeah. It shall not be criticized. Yeah, maybe there's some other things in the dialogue that I totally missed or whatever, but I don't know. Just because just someone gets an opportunity to do something doesn't mean you have to say yes to it because it's a great opportunity or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I it's agree, but it just sounds stuff. like he wasn't very supportive. Yeah, probably not. Um, but yeah, we don't get enough to really know for sure exactly how those conversations went. Yeah, their relationship is like really weird. <laughs> he does seem to beat himself up about that one argument though. Like right at the beginning, he's like, "Dang it, dude, what are you doing, man? Like it's been months in the bathroom." Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't know why he gets so weird about it. He's like immediately like, uh, "Well, the you're using your maiden name or whatever." Well, because that shows that she's just totally moving on or whatever. And he's like, I haven't moved on. No, she explained. She was like, I, know. I mean, she sort of starts to explain. And it's, I mean, obviously it's just like narrative fodder for her to not have the same last name as him. Yeah. Um, But um, yeah, it was, I just feel like their relationship was like very much like a back burner element to the script. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was just thrown in there for sure. I mean, the whole yeah. name thing I can understand or whatever, because like even if she explains it, there's still like a bunch of hard feelings that were probably just totally circulating through him. That's yeah, hard sure. to just completely dissipate immediately because of an explanation. But um, anyway, yeah, but they just really don't get into it enough, like at all. Yeah. Which is fine because it's diehard. That's not what I'm here it's for. It's not what I'm here for at all. So I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. here for Carl Winslow, John Lithgow. And also, <laughs> it's not John. Um, yeah, wait, John. Lithgow. I know, I'm just I, it's oh, John I was McClane. Like, wait, what? I was just messing around, Keep yeah, going. yeah. Um, the you mentioned the part with the watch with Hans at the end, like, yeah. what watch is that? That's, that's the Rolex, sturdiest. I feel like that's a product placement for them because they were like, even when you have 170 pounds of a man hanging off your Rolex, it's like, no, any other watch would like, a real, <laughs> even a real Rolex would like immediately unclasp. Yeah. Like, it's so and dumb. She, it's so on the nose. She probably would have been screaming in pain because it was like ripping off <laughs> yes, her hand. And cutting into yeah, her dude. wrist. Yeah. Because it's like a metal watch. Like, that would have hurt really bad. Yeah. It's so dumb. Um, there's one more shot that I really wanted to call out. And that's when like... Um, Hans is kind of going through the crowd and saying all those different like things to try to get Takagi out of the crowd. Um, and then when he finally says, Oh, I don't remember what Takagi says, but he gets his attention. And then um, Hans turns around and the lighting, I feel, I don't know if you remember that shot, but it's just like the framing, the lighting, like it was so yeah. good. Like it made him look so sinister, um, which was awesome. Yeah. I thought it was a great shot. But yeah, that's like the funny thing is like the villain in this is like really well done. Yes. But then like everything else is just so absurd. Yes. It's like. <laughs> so you say it like it's, it's like, a bad thing, but I'm totally fine with it. <laughs> no, I mean, I love that it's absurd, okay, but that's why I kind of get whiplash <laughs> yeah. because yeah. I'm like, yeah, especially going into it thinking it's like a serious movie. I'm like, okay, this is showing to me that it wants to be a serious movie. And like, okay, he just dropped a bunch of C4 down an elevator shaft with like 
innocent civilians in the building still yeah. like what, yeah. what is going on here yeah, every comedy has to have uh, a straight man and he's the he's a straight man right you know? yeah i don't know um the only other shot i want to mention yeah. and i think honestly like i think it's so funny is not even a shot just like a moment is the ending of this movie when like pretty much like John and Argyle high five and then get into the limo and just like drive off into the sunset, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, this is an active police investigation. You would not <laughs> be able to just drive off. <laughs> like, it just feels like it wants to end yeah. like a teenage rom-com where it's like, yeah. you know, drive off and then it's like a freeze frame. Yeah. But it's like, no, this is a police investigation. You don't need to just leave. It was sick. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Well, to be fair, this these police officers probably would let them leave because they had no idea what they were doing. Oh, yeah. But... I just love that it's supposed to be this like really heartfelt, like romantic moment between Holly and John. And I'm like, no, yeah, <laughs> this would not happen. But it's so funny to me. It is. It's pretty ridiculous. But again, it's an 8.2 out of 10. So what can you say? I really loved yeah, it was it's just like a couple more or not really a couple more things like the last like serious thing. Or I just wanted to really go into like Theo. I thought that his character was really cool. It was fun. Yeah, I liked his character. Provided too. a lot because like. Either on the villain side, like either they were really serious or they were really zany and ridiculous. But him, he was like a good mixture of both where he just like he was just um, an energetic, funny dude or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, on yeah. The team. he was there for a good time. He was there for a good time. And just like and some this whole thing, you know, just giving them all the, the, the rundown of what's going on with outside with the FBI and them moving in on him. Mm-hmm. And trying to relate it to some Christmas type of, you know, rhyme or whatever. You know, I don't remember all yeah, the things yeah, that he yeah. said. But I thought that, that was like a funny, fun little touch, I think, with Theo's character. Yeah. And then talking about ba- basketball um, at the very beginning. He's just like, it doesn't even phase him. He's just like chilling. He's talking about basketball. Some dude gets shot in the head and he just hops over and kicks him over. No big deal. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's very, um, yeah, I, I, I do really like the character, yeah. his character. Um, that also reminded me of the scene when I don't know the henchman's name, but he's on the table shooting down yeah. and John McClane is underneath, you know, and I'm like, my friend, you have a machine gun. Why aren't you just yeah, like just keep blowing? Th- it's same with the vent. I'm like, just blast the entire vent here. Yeah. Like, why are we being <laughs> yeah. conservative with our bullets? <laughs> like, especially because there's a huge fire shoot like a shootout between them with the glass yeah. scene, you know, when he has to walk on, I'm like, why are you being conservative yeah. here? Just like blow apart the whole desk. And it's like, what's going on? <laughs> no, I totally agree. It's pretty ridiculous. I don't know. Maybe they didn't have as many bullets as you think. They did have a lot of shootouts. Yeah. I do love that. He like that scene when Al gets in the police car and the, he's like, Oh, everything's fine. And then like, cause it, I mean, oh, as yeah. a viewer too, yeah. it really shocks you. Cause you don't really see John McClane, like, getting the body ready to throw out of the window yeah. and then it hits and he just immediately re- yeah. reverses <laughs> like, he's like he just went from zero to 60 so fast like he doesn't like what is this what's going on he yeah. just immediately like <laughs> pumps the yeah. the gas and yeah. just is out of there dude it's awesome i love it. i mean yeah he's not used to that <laughs> it's kind of thing for quite a while decades and he's like screaming the whole time too. It's so <laughs> funny, dude. It's awesome. I love that part. I'll, I guess there is one more like actual scene that I I did want to point out. I did like the the shot of the shootout 
up on the roof when it's John and those three guys. And I think Carl is like up on the helipad, like trying to flank him or something like that. But I just thought it was a really cool thing where it's like showing that shootout between him and the two guys. And then in that same shot, it pans over. And then you're like, as a viewer, you're like, oh no, someone's, you know, over there flanking him. Like this could be bad. Obviously, you know, that it's not going to be bad because he's the main protagonist of the entire franchise. So what's going to happen really? But yeah, I just thought that it was a pretty cool shot and was probably yeah. pretty you know kind of scary or whatever for the audience back in the day <sighs> jump scare other than that you know there's just some good lines like of course you have the the classic the classic yeah. yippee motherfucker it's super good and it'll just live on you know in it and um famously throughout all time you know yeah love that yeah the dialogue is is very good yeah it's just like absurd. It's cheesy, but it's fun as well, right? Yeah. And my, f- I think absurd is a, my word for this movie. Yeah, it's awesome, <laughs> awesome, absurdly awesome. That's what I would say. That's, I can get behind it. But the last thing, I love, I love it when Argyle's like, if this is their idea of Christmas, I should be here for New Year's or something like that. Whatever he says, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's awesome. And I hope I don't know. Maybe I'll watch Die Hard two as well. I don't know. Because I would love, I would love for that to start off with him, like at their house, just like on New Year's or whatever, just hanging out. Like I hope he's like a a, a mainstay in the franchise. Yeah, a recurring or, character, yeah, in, at least in these old films. Yeah, yeah, it's Die Hard. La- well, but we do have to answer the question, Big T. Yes. What I know what is the question. Um, how do I get my money back? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm you could have streamed on a free if you had Hulu. Anyway, I did watch it for free, nice. and I still want my money back. Oh man! <laughs> no, listen, listen. Die Hard is not an action movie. It's an action comedy. It's a terrible action movie, but it's a very fun action comedy. Yes. You just gotta. Is it a ninety-four percent or an eight out point eight out of or eight point four out of ten? Yes. No. Whoa. I'm sorry, but I just, I can't get behind a 94% for this movie that does not clearly advertise itself as an action comedy. Die. I just, uh, I need some clarity. Yeah, that's true. It's definitely, an, it's an action comedy, 100%. I think they might have tried starting it off as a serious film and then it just, they're like, no, like we're just not capable of doing that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Or like they like, they, they like edited it and we're like, yeah. oh, you know what? This is actually not what we thought it was. Yeah, because doesn't Bruce Willis go on to do like really serious action movies after this too? No, he never does anything super serious. He's always, he's always. I always get him and Jason Statham confused. Oh yeah, definitely not the same <laughs> at all. Um, one's British and one's American. That's number one, <laughs> or yeah, whatever. Jason Statham. They look exactly the same though. They have bald heads, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, Bruce Willis. I feel like he's always, he's always kind of like. He's like an action he's definitely an action guy. He's like he's always in action movies, but he's always he's always kind of like a funny, quirky type of action hero guy, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Um that's not the question I was asking about. Is this a Christmas movie or is no, it not? No, it's Um I say it is a Christmas movie. I agree. What's your reasoning? Um because there are multiple Christmas trees. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it's, it's an action comedy that's 
takes place at Christmas and it didn't have to take place at Christmas, but it does take place at Christmas. And the t-shirt said ho, ho, ho in blood. And so that makes it Christmas canon. There you go. I agree. My reasoning is because Argyle says it is. Uh, be- he says it's a Christmas movie? Well, when he's playing s- the music at the very beginning and Bruce Willis is like, this is a Christmas music or whatever. He's like, this is definitely Christmas music or whatever. You know what I mean? And I think I think the yeah. words in the song, it says like December 23rd or something like that. So just because it takes place around or they're talking about an, a time around Christmas time. Um, makes it a Christmas movie. And I like Argyle, so I'm going to go with what he says. So, Argyle is law. This movie takes place around um, Christmas. It works. It it being a Christmas movie means that it is the adult version of Home Alone. Dude. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Maybe, maybe John McClane is Kevin McAllister as an adult. Yeah. You could be on to something. I don't think so, but you could Food be. Food for thought. Could be. Um, Food for thought. You should order a pizza in one of the films. It's too late now, though. Bruce Willis is, uh, sadly, his brain Dead. is gone. Or it's going. Is it? It's like, yeah, he's done making movies. Like, he's, uh, what's the... Does does he have a terminal illness? Not, not a terminal illness. Well, I don't... Well, yeah, what does he have? Uh, what's the... I don't know. Why can I only think of dyslexia, which is definitely dementia? <laughs> um, How old is Bruce Willis? Seventies. He was born in fifty-five. Oh. Eighties, seventies. Bruce. Um. Willis, age sixty-eight years old, so almost seventy. No, he's a. Uh, and he has dementia. Something like that. Uh. Yeah, something. Let's see. Bruce Willis. uh, Because that's kind of aphasia. Diagnosed with frontotemporal what? Aphasia? Dementia. FTD, which causes changes to personality, behavior, language, Uh. and movement. So he has, yeah, he's just like totally, he's having a hard time. (laughs) That's sad. That's young, too. Yeah, it's crazy because, well... So you never saw, there was like a news article, I think a year or two ago, that was just like, hey, no one really noticed this, but Bruce Willis has been in like, like 50 C, like, like rated, or what would you call it? Like, just like C rank, like movies, like just like C list. Yeah. C list movies, like over the past few years, because he's just trying to make as much money as possible to give to his family when he dies. Cause he's probably going to die like soonish or whatever. Because he can't That's do anything, sad. so he just like did a ton of movies, like like a ton over the past few years. While he had, while he knew he had dementia, yeah, he was like slowly, he was like slowly, yeah, losing it or whatever. Like by the end of That's the last sad. few films that he did, like like it was pretty hard. Like they had to do a lot of shots because he would forget his lines like constantly and all that stuff. Oh, that's sad. I didn't know that. But hey, that's that's a pretty good thing that he did for his family. I guess I don't know. Um, I don't know anything else that's Way ever to end on out. a downer. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. I don't... What do you want from me? <laughs> yippee ki Yeah, that's right, dude. Um, that's Die Hard. I thought your question was going to be oh, fire... Um, oh, no, no, no. What's the... 
I thought that was the question you were asking. But yes, it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, I like to think that it's in both the Family Matters and the Home Alone <laughs> and the Goonies universe. Yeah. I need them to combine all of those movies into a new movie. That'd be sick. The Goonies universe? That'd be wild, dude. Um, Goonies, Die Hard, Alone, Matters. That's what it's called. <laughs> I'll start the screenplay immediately. Uh. Wait, 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 sorry. What was the title that you just said? Goonies Die Hard oh, okay. Alone Matters. No, not Die Hard. Know. Goonies Die Alone. Goonies Die Alone. Goonies Die Alone. Matters? Matters. <laughs> With a question mark. <laughs> question matters? Mark. Does it matter? Let's answer that question next time. It's up to us, Big T, to make that film. Are we going to do it? I don't know. Yeah, I told you Hollywood called me up to be their set design. Hey, look at you. I'll go. pitch it to him. I'm excited for you. Um, I'm going to LA. I'm going to work in this place called Nakatomi Plaza. Oh, really? You should not go to their Christmas <laughs> party because... Too late. I don't know. Oh, you know what? I really wish that they would have had as a payoff at the very end. Um, and it would have been ridiculous and definitely illegal, but it would have been awesome. Because at the very beginning, um, Argyle is like, hey... Remember how nice I am when you're thinking about giving me the tip. It would have been awesome if Bruce Willis had one of those like banknotes from the vault <laughs> and gave him that as the tip at the very end. Definitely illegal, but it would have been awesome. Um, Look, he just blew up an entire building, and these police officers have no idea what they're doing, so I think it's fair. I hope they had insurance. It's his overtime pay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. And then Al shoots Argyle yeah. for stealing. That's true. His wife is is like the, what? She was like the second in command. I wonder who takes over Apparently. that whole thing. I don't know. Very interesting. Her. I guess so. That's exciting for her. Good job. Maybe you'll find out in Die Hard 2. She just goes home later. It's like, terrorist attacks need to happen more <laughs> often on this building. <laughs> God, God, update my LinkedIn. <laughs> LinkedIn. The 80s. Um, all right, sweet. Okay, that's Die Hard. Uh, I had a great time with it. Definitely watch it. Once I yeah, you just need to. Once I realized it was an action comedy, I was having a good time. Yeah, now you know but, from us. It's just a fun, yeah. zany action comedy. Don't go into it with any more expectations of that. Have yeah. fun. If you've seen Rush Hour and like Lethal Weapon and some of that kind of stuff, like that's kind of the that's kind of the thing that you're gonna be getting from this film. That's the kind of vibes that you're gonna be getting. So go watch it. Again, why why are you listening to this entire podcast without having watched the film? Um, you're a fool. Because they love us. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next next thing that we're going to be doing. Next segment. Fire, partner, critique. You know what's great is I still haven't come up with a song for this segment, if you haven't noticed already. Rude. New Year's, though. New Year's goals. We'll see. <laughs> Am I going to have it? I don't know. Um, Do it to Ode to Joy. Ooh. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, Fire Partner Critique. If you don't know what this game is, it is a play on... Um, it's pretty self-explanatory. F, F, Mary, Kill. Yeah, you choose You choose not characters, but cast members, real people, um, who, that you would either fire partner with or critique. Um, Big T, are you ready with your answers? I can be. Okay, who would you fire which cast member would you fire? Um, I would fire. You can again, directors, writers, composers, 
I know. Cast, yeah. Definitely not the writers, because the writers did a great really? job. Okay. Yeah, the dialogue is so good in this. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Let's see. Maybe I would fire... <laughs> I would literally... No, I would fire the single writer who put in the line about making fists with your feet on carpet, because <laughs> that is soci- that is sociopath behavior yeah. and... Um, no one should ever do that to feel comfortable in a space. <laughs> All right. All right. That's let's find another way for him to not wear his shoes. That's decent... But that's that's sociopath see, behavior for sure. See, that's the thing that I was thinking about because you complained about the the plot holes and the plot, you know, basically the plot killed Interstellar. I didn't complain Interstellar for you. It killed Interstellar for you. Let's be honest. Oh gotcha. And yet with this film, no big deal because the dialogue is good enough. No, because this movie's a comedy. They don't. They can have plot holes. It's not about like continu- continuity. Interstellar's a comedy. What are you? Ta- <laughs> what are you talking about? No, it's not. I'm just kidding. All right, all right, all right. That's a good point. Completely different expectations. I would. F- yeah. I would fire Michael Kamen, who's the composer of this film. Let's be honest. Anyone could have made this score. Yeah. Anyone. All you needed was like audacity and. Yeah. The internet. It was just classic 80s, like, just creating, like, a vibe or whatever. That was pretty much it. Yeah, the music was great, though. It was <laughs> it was, it was great. Yeah, I feel like the Ode to Joy, I just love yeah. that it's, like, random Ode to Joy. The, I mean, the, the skeletons that you pointed out with the Stevie Wonder song. Ah, shoot, you're right. Like inter- okay, I changed my answer because I do love that song, and I'm happy that oh. they put that in there. Um, I changed my answer to... Just one of the goons. I have no idea. One of the bad guys. It doesn't matter. One of the henchmen. Let's go with Carl. No, Carl's brother. We didn't need him. Carl's it's brother. Fine. He died pretty early on anyway. It doesn't matter. Uh, who would you partner with, Big T? Um, Alan Rickman, of course. Yeah, of course. Same answer. How, yeah. how could you say anything, anything different? I would partner with him and make him just tell me stories. Ooh, good answer. I mean, he could just be the bad guy in just about anything. Um, That's true. And do a great job. Well, he's dead now, so he can't. It's over. Um, Rip. Big time. Who is your critique? Um, I would critique... Let's see. Who would I critique? Um, I don't know. Maybe Bruce Willis, and I would tell him, me, tell him like... Just ham it up even more. Yeah, we need sure. to. We need this super clear from the beginning that this is like a comedy, because, <laughs> like you said, it's like you think he's going to be serious the whole time, and then he kind of turns into a weirdo halfway through. Yeah, and it's like I need you to just like bring it from day one. Wouldn't you turn into a weirdo in that circumstance, though? You'd be hysterical. Let's be honest. I would just throw myself out the top. <laughs> no <laughs> hopes. I, He's like, there are terrorists. I'm out of here. Once the shooting starts from the helicopter, you're like, it's over. I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm out. I'm dipping. Uh, That's hilarious. I would critique. um, It's the two-way tie of the writers. Because I, with you, I think that the writing's pretty good. But, um, you know, the major uh, thing that I absolutely hated from this film was that whole closing of Carl Winslow's like story arc of having to shoot that guy at the end. It was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And the sure. whole movie is pretty ridiculous, but that one was like, okay, that's the only thing I can get on board with straight up everything else. But this thing, 
ridiculous. We didn't need this. Yeah, is it supposed to like make us sympathize with him? Like, oh, this poor man shot an innocent child. Yay, he's back. He's back in his groove. He can accidentally like, shoot people again. Yes. <laughs> yeah. How am I supposed to respond? To yeah, this? I don't like, know. You shot an innocent child. You shouldn't have a gun ever. You should be in jail right it now. It was pretty. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. So I will say. Let's critique that. They could have done it because the lines are great. The plot's ridiculous, but we know what we're, I know what I'm getting myself into with this film. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. But that one was still too much. It was like, okay. All right. Well, that's it. There we go. I guess that. That's Die Hard. That leaves. Uh, die Harder. Die, die Hard with a Vengeance. That's number three. Die Hard 2 is number two. Livery Die Hard. You should watch that one for sure. I don't. I don't know anything about Die Hard 2 or Die Hard 3, but Live Free Die Hard is also a fun film to watch if you like this one. Let's go ahead and announce what the next film is going to be. Of course, I'm the one that's choosing it because Big T chose this one. And, you know, as 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 I always do, I feel like I usually... Am I usually the one that picks the New Year's film? I feel like. Probably because it's an even number. It is of an even number. Yeah, so I'm things, always so. I'm always the one. I think so because I always choose. No, yeah, I always choose Halloween, right? I'm yeah, I think the... so. Yeah, yeah. So it just it always ends up being the same, but it is a new year, setting goals, right? Setting big goals, and this film that I'm about to announce. I mean, speaking of goals, Big T, what do you think is going to be? I the first thing that comes to my head is bucket list. No, wrong. List is in the Good. title though. Schindler's list. We're covering Schindler's list. Oh. <laughs> wow. Speaking of goals, hey. I don't think I've seen Schindler's list. Neither have I. Now, main reason for me picking this film. I'm a little upset that you won last year for the final the number 1. And so <laughs> I know that people, you know, highly regard this, you know, like this high esteem or whatever for this film. So and and I've never seen it. I've always been really curious to see it. I'm pretty sure the whole film's shot in black and white. Also filmed speaking of Goonies by Steven Spielberg, which I did not know at all. Um interesting. It's actually I think I did know Steven that. Steven Spielberg is a weird cat when you think about it because I feel like he had a ton of time of just fun, you know, adventure movie type of stuff. And then all of a sudden he has like this really dark turn where he's getting really into World War II and he does Schindler's List and Saving Private Ryan and just like really dark stuff. It's his it's his midlife crisis. Yeah. And then he comes back around what is it? and does really crappy movies for the rest of his <laughs> career. Isn't um doesn't John Mulaney have like a joke about oh. every dad being super into World War II? Uh, like, I have no idea. I don't, or like, I don't listen to him or like, guess like every, every dad is like obsessed with some war, like Maybe. the civil war. It's like, yeah, you're a puppy dad. I just feel like Are you obsessed with the war. I'm obsessed with the class war. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like if you let a man talk for long enough, it's, he's always going to talk about world war two. Hey, it's, uh, it's a big deal, you know? <laughs> it makes sense. It's true. Yeah. I think um, one of my grandpas was like a desk 
person. Like he didn't really do a lot. For, like yeah, he just kind of did some desk work or whatever during World War II. Is it because he shot a kid? No, I don't think so. <laughs> um, no, definitely not. He was a no. Um, and then <laughs> <laughs> but you're like, I don't, think, I don't so. think so. No, I don't think so. Let me check family ancestry. I can't imagine what reason he would have had for shooting a kid. Um, and then and then my other grandpa, he was on his way uh over there but like by ship and stuff but then i think everything ended and so he got called back so it was like okay well cool that's so lucky break didn't have to do wait your grandpa two grandpas two how grandpas. old were your grandpas because <clears throat> they had to be oh like you know what at least you know what i think the 18? desk worker that one i think that might have been a different war I think, I don't think that was World War Two, because he's quite a bit younger. Oh, yeah, it was he's quite a bit younger than my other Vietnam. grandpa. My other grandpa, I think he was like seventeen. I think he was pretty young. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. or something like that. I don't know. He was pretty young though. I, I don't know. Shoot, am I wrong? Especially if it was at the end of the war. Have you been lied to your whole life? I'm just having a hard time like matching everything up. No, no. I don't, dude. Who cares anymore? Right? <laughs> Gotta do more genealogy work. <sighs> The spirit of Elijah is not in you. Dude, I've been, I've been so <laughs> That's a deep cut. That's a deep cut. Anyway, Schindler's List uh, came out February 4th, 1994, <laughs> directed by Steven Spielberg, rated R. Of course, look up The Parental Guide on IMDb. It has a pretty extensive list, of course, with some spoilers along with that, but it'll let you know um, all the things that are in it, what you're willing to see, what you're not willing to see. You can look up the Clean Flicks version or Angel, VidAngel version of it if you still It's want to 18 it. minutes long. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, and it's just the beginning and end credits. <laughs> <laughs> and it is on Showtime if you have that or you can rent or buy it. Um, at the time of recording, this might be off by, you know, when we actually do record. But, um, yeah, Big T, buckle up. It's over three hours long. But The Godfather was over three hours long. I'm busy that day. Sorry. (laughs) Get out of here, dude. Um, (laughs) Godfather was super long and you ended up loving that movie. So who knows? It's true. We'll see. We'll see. Is it a comedy? Should I go in thinking it's an action comedy? Definitely not. Schindler's List? (laughs) Definitely not. I'm just kidding. I'm pretty sure that's safe to say. It was actually... Hey, Jojo Rabbit was a comedy. Oh, man. What a great film. We should cover that. Um... At some other date. Well, you know what? You can pick it on another time. No, there's already another film. It was between this and another film because I had been hankering to watch both of them at, evenly. And the other one I'll save for later, which I'm really excited about and could be mm. a huge, Put it in a your pocket. Time. Okay, that's it. Let's close this bad boy out because it's almost two hours long and I don't want to keep editing. You know what I mean? Um <laughs> I was honestly thinking that this would be about an hour and 15 minute episode, but I know I'm shocked. We're just too entertaining. We entertain ourselves at least. That's that's true. We that's do. Sure. All right. Big T, anything else? And our millions of viewers. Millions. Yes. Anything to say? No. All right. Well, with that, <laughs> you guys, I guess this will be coming out in December. It's technically. Oh yeah, that's true. This episode is coming out in December. The next one will be January... The Schindler's List, epi- Schindler's List episode will be coming out January 8th. Oh, really? Wait. <laughs> no, this... Wait, what? Yeah, this episode's coming uh, out in this, December. Yeah, this is our Christmas yeah, movie. Yeah, oh yeah, January 8th. Wow. What? Happy New Year. Let's talk about the Holocaust. Exactly. <laughs>
Sorry, man. I just, uh, yeah. Holocaust is not funny. German people today are fine, I think. Oof. What am I doing? I'm digging. You had a lot of German content today. I don't know, dude. I'm digging a hole for myself. Uh, Merry Christmas or whatever. Uh, Happy holidays. Whatever you guys celebrate. Love it. Crave it. Dig it. Have a good time. See you next time. Bye-bye. Yippee-ki-bye. Thank you.